0: Welcome to Butterflies and Incantations, a podcast about all things weird and magical. I'm your host, Vanessa. Today we have Eric Millar. Eric Millar is a artist and has created many books, of which I have a few. And today he's on to talk about something I've become sort of obsessed with as late, and that is the Disruption Generator romantic oracle that's a mouthful welcome Jack. Yeah, yeah
1: well thanks for having me on
0: yeah um as you know i've been very obsessed with this and i've been getting a lot out of it i absolutely love the uh disruption generator
1: well, i'm glad you've uh, you've become one of the uh, real proponents of it as <laughs> I've, been,
0: I've been shoving it in everyone's faces you need to get this thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I really hope they do I mean it's I want as many people to get their hands on it as possible that's why the soft cover is so cheap
0: right and I've been carrying that around everywhere um, and I just got the hardcover today which is awesome I love the uh, sigils and so anyways let me uh do you want to go ahead and give a little introduction as to what it is, so that the uh, listeners have an understanding of what we're on about?
1: Sure. Um, the disruption generator is a randomly generated bibliomantic oracle. Like every every item in it was generated through a random word generator, and then I illustrated a picture on the spot and collected it together as a an oracle. In book form. That's basically the elevator pitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And each component has a number, which I've found very interesting to relate to things that I come across. Like, if I come across numbers, like, uh, synchronistic numbers, I will go look up the component and see what it is, and a lot of time it relates, which I find very fascinating. Yeah, that's...
1: That's, that is really fascinating, because the, uh, the numbers, really, the origin of the numbers was, it was just the order that I did them in. Like, there was no real, uh, no real purpose behind the numbers, it was just more of an organizational thing.
0: Right. Well, it also helps if you're using a random number generator to pick which one to use.
1: Yeah, yeah, that idea came a bit later.
0: So... I have to say the artwork is absolutely beautiful like every single one is like a work of thank horror, you <laughs> for lack of a better term yeah. I'm not very I'm better at poetry I'm not so much good at prose so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you it's uh it's actually all done with just like a basic gel pen and white out
0: oh wow yeah, I've always loved pen and ink style art, and as you know, I kind of do a little bit of my own, though I don't think I'm at anywhere near as good. <laughs> but,
1: hey, everybody, everybody starts somewhere, everybody ends up somewhere. I mean, art is really, more for more than anything, it's for yourself. So, at least that's how I view it.
0: Right, I mean, that's kind of how I've always done it. I make the art. For whatever I'm feeling at the moment and then figure out its utility later.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, the one thing I like about it the most is the fact that it... it's not attached to any existing system. Like, Tarot is so caught up in the Kabbalah for me, or depending on which deck you get, Wicca or whatever other tradition people have made decks out of, and there's so many. Um... And like, you know, no matter what it is, most other systems, they're attached to a belief system. They're attached to a worldview. And this has none of that. It's its it's own thing, and it's kind of given me inspiration in a way that nothing else really has because it's, I feel like it laid the groundwork for something completely different to emerge, if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah i well, I purposely tried to make it so it had no no real ties to anything. Um, I wanted people to be able to associate it with whatever they wanted to associate it with because i really i want I want using it to be a really truly individual experience, and yeah, not tying it to anything <laughs> I, I guess that really helped that quite a bit.
0: yeah, so I also have a couple of your other books, as you know. Poison Trail, which is amazing.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and very uh,
0: emotional, to say the least.
1: Yeah, yeah. That one, that one changed dramatically between conception and final execution. It was, it was a really strange, uh, strange way it came about. The ending on that one. It was, um, like, generally speaking, my stories end in death. Lots and lots of death, and um, there's I, plenty of death in it. <laughs> oh, there, there is, there is, and the the main reason that the the uh, the main character ends up running off with a little ant baby is because I uh, I spend most of my week staying at home with my son, and I wrote the scenes for the dead ants and. Like, when I was drawing him, I just, like, looked at my son, and I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't. I can't just have nothing. So, basically, it turned into a story of escape instead of a story of just death.
0: I think that worked out for the best, because it's absolutely... Like, it's a good ending. Like, I cried a little bit when I got to the
1: end. I... If... If you listen to it with the soundtrack that I was drawing it to, it would probably have even more of an emotional impact. It's the, uh, the track Time from the Inception soundtrack.
0: Okay, I'll have to look at that.
1: Yeah, like the last third of the book is basically, I would imagine it set to that song.
0: And then I also have Coyote Dreaming, which is also amazing and very psychedelic.
1: Hard, yeah, that one. Like, I call I'm having my, uh... trouble
0: finding words because it's just like it's so emotional. It's so, you know, bound up in those things that don't have words. That yeah, finding yeah. words to describe them is like trying to describe a feeling. You can only kind of poke at the edges of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like for that one, I call it my uh, Looney Tunes Book of the Dead.
0: <laughs> That's so apt. That's so just dis- just perfect. It does kind of yeah, remind was... me of like the Egyptian and Tibetan Book of the Dead. Now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, it was it was kind of influenced on. I I haven't actually read any of that. I've just read a lot about them. It was kind of influenced by that and the uh, the films of Alejandro Jodorowsky.
0: I'm unfamiliar.
1: Um. Yeah, he did a, a movie called El Topo and Holy Mountain. They're super transgressive, super psychedelic hmm. I, I can't say that I recommend them because they're pretty brutal as well um but they are they have some very interesting imagery
0: hmm. I'll have to add that to my list as well <laughs> <laughs> so uh I guess I'm not really sure where to go with this so I guess uh let's just do a reading with the uh Let's do a three card reading with the uh, disruption generator. Let me uh, get it out of its case here, the sleeve. (laughs) And uh, actually, let me use that random number generator I've been doing, because I feel like that gets some of the most interesting results.
1: Yeah, I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to use the original raw images because I forgot to bring my book into the computer room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, the numbers I got were 34, 70, and 38. I feel like 34 has come up before for me recently. Let's see, Say
1: 3470 and 38.
0: So 34 is evolution and it's got is that a starfish coming yes. Wait, is that an amoeba turning into a starfish?
1: Uh, something like that, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's really <laughs> It's really striking. It's descriptive. Yeah, that one seems to, to, to come change, up a lot. To change adaptation.
1: So I yeah, guess um, Keats gets that one a lot. I think he's, I've seen him draw that one at least four times now.
0: <laughs> well, um, considering that it says to change or adaptation, and uh, as you know, I'm kind of working on a poetry book based on <laughs> this. That kind of yeah. seems apt. Let's see yeah, you've been kind of changing
1: is. your processes with, uh, with using this.
0: Yeah, it's kind of given me a lot of ideas of like how to go, because I've I've become I've become kind of uh, disillusioned. There's the word I was looking for, disillusioned oh. with all of the other magical paths. Because I've got books and stuff from a bunch of different magical paths, from the like the Solomonic Goetia to it's like the. Uh, the Greek magical papyri, some Egyptian stuff. Of course, a ton of stuff on ancient Mesopotamia, because that's kind of my thing.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And, you know, stuff from all over, Taoism, um, Buddhism, you name it, I probably have at least but one book in that tradition. And yeah. this has kind of given me a piece of a puzzle to go a completely different direction, something a bit more- (laughs) I'm struggling to find words today, my goodness- Um, a bit more like, raw and- uh, what's the word- amorphous? I was looking for something- Oh my gosh! I'm having so many trouble. I hate this. I hate when this happens. <laughs> Some days I just cannot find the words. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Why can't I think of that word? Um,
1: instinctual.
0: Yeah. There we go. Something like more <laughs> instinctual and uh, like I'm I'm kind of picking picturing a uh, like a witch in a bog kind of like away from society and just away from societal expectations and kind of just directly in relationship with the spirits and with the unconscious and everything's visceral and raw and unfiltered. And that's kind of the vibe this whole thing gives me in it. And I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, that's really pretty much the origin of it. Honestly, it's like I, I don't really have like a title for my own spiritual beliefs. It's kind of like a thing I just came to on my own. And like the real like the real deeply held beliefs that I have, I don't really talk about. I don't really tell anybody about. I just kind of like let little trickles of it come out in the work. And it really came from two years that I spent when I lived in Minnesota where I just spent two years basically cut off from everybody except for my parents. And all I did was read probably 300 books in two years.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And I, yeah, I cut myself off from everybody. I read books on psychology. I read books on magic. I read books on different spiritual paths. I read philosophy, lots of science. I read a lot of... uh A lot of books on uh, quantum physics, and I just really kind of put myself through a, I guess you could call it like a chapel perilous, where I was just, it was just me and this stuff, and at the same time, I was putting myself through a really, like, rigorous physical (laughs) stress. Like, I was only allowing myself 1,500 calories a day, and I was running five miles a day.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And going to work, I, I work 12 hours a day some days.
0: Oh gosh, that's got to be exhausting.
1: It was, it was, and I, I definitely came out of that a very different person than I did going into it.
0: I can imagine, I do 10 hour shifts and those feel like they never end.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, 10 hours is terrible. Like, I I have what I call now a vacation job, because it's a million times easier than any job I've ever had before it.
0: Well, that's good. But, yeah. I had something of a similar time in my life, um, although not quite as um, grueling as that. After my mom died, I kind of just kind of withdrew from society and from my social groups and stuff, and I kind of had my own little dark night of the soul. Um, that's actually no. what ended up leading me to magic was trying to get out of that yeah. box i had put myself in so to speak so uh the second one that came up in the reading was 70 and that's droppings and you <laughs> literally have picture of poop
1: <laughs> yep that is that is actual poop that i drew too it's it's uh from my cat's litter box
0: <laughs> that's great <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is that is a memorial to some poop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it says, to push out that which is no longer needed, the breadcrumb trail of waste and effluence. <laughs> I love that. Well,
1: it's it's kind of hard to make uh, poop poetic.
0: <laughs> I've heard some Taoist masters do it, though. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, if anybody can, I think they would be able to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, then the third one that came up is Whisper. To speak quietly, an unassuming presence, voices barely heard. Wow, this really does feel like exactly where I'm at in my life right now because I'm trying to evolve past my strict Sumerian reconstructionalism which it yeah. in itself kind of served me as trying to get away from all of my hang-ups between my, my Christian upbringing and my post-Christian, I want to say, rebellion, where, well, for a while I considered myself Gnostic, for a while Atheist, but both of them were kind of a reaction yeah. to the spirituality of my childhood. And then my Sumerian Reconstructionalism was kind of like deconstructing that and going back to the roots of Western Western spiritual tradition altogether. Yeah. Um, and trying to see what components of that were original and what was lost and what was gained, etc. And now I'm kind of emerging from that. I, I went I worked through the seven spheres kind of based on Rufus Ophus's book Seven Spheres and mm-hmm. um, but I swapped them out with Sumerian deities because Sumerian de- uh, mythology has the seven who decree fate which are the seven gods whose influence most primarily controls the forces of nature and by extension the fates of the people who live on planet Earth and so yeah, I did a series of initiations um, basically asking for them to teach me lessons and stuff and now I've finished that, I'm coming out of that, and now I'm kind of... I feel like I'm evolving and I'm getting rid of the droppings or things that I've no longer need that I've picked up through that, especially my tendency to view everything through a judgmental lens I have a tendency to just rush to judgment and I'm trying to get past that. And then the last one is whisper and I've I've started recently doing ancestor work, ancestral spirits, like working with ancestral spirits and and speaking with the dead that have Which been be,
1: they've been whispering. Yeah,
0: exactly. And like I've had some things come through that I've recently been able to verify with books. So, like, in fact, this morning, well, yesterday, when I was at work, during one of my breaks, I kept, well, I kept drawing pictures, and at one point, I had this image in my mind of this, like, druid woman, and it came with it an Ogham letter. And today... I looked up that Ogham in the, this book that I have called uh, Celtic Tree Magic, mm-hmm. and it describes a druid lady, master of druidry, that carries around a, a tree sprig with her, which is how I drew her in the picture, and she she came originally from a dream that I had, um, that led me to like practicing shamanic journeying a little bit. And, uh, it basically said that she, um, let's see what, I forget exactly the term that it used, but basically that she, uh, introduced people to shamanic journeying, so (laughs) it was just like, oh, hey, here's some whispers that have been verified to be not just me making stuff up. (laughs) So, yeah, this is, this is this right here is a perfect example of why I love this so much, because they're just random words. They shouldn't relate to anything, and yet they perfectly relate to exactly what I've been up to lately.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, like, you're not the only one. Like, uh, Keats Ross, the, uh, uh, the head of We the Hollowed, he's, uh, he's been having really similar just synchronicities in how he does his readings. It comes up almost perfectly to the situation. And, I'm not sure how that works, but it does really, really work
0: <laughs> well I absolutely love it, and I love the fact that you know no other oracle no like you would never see poop on a tarot card but it's so perfect relates and yeah uh, I'm just kind of fangirling at this point. <laughs> <laughs> not really sure where to go from here, but um, I never do. <laughs> but yeah. I absolutely love it, and uh, people should go pick this up.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the hardcover is only going to be available until the thirty first. I don't know when you're going to be putting this up.
0: Um, as soon as I edit it. So depending okay. on how well my tools cooperate, time in the next few days.
1: Okay. Yeah, the uh, the hardcover is only available until next Wednesday. And then after that, it's gone forever.
0: I love the hardcover. I love the sigils that you have around the component <laughs> numbers on that because it kind of gives it a very, a much more visceral feel. Like yeah. It, it makes it feel like it, like it, like I've uncovered an ancient magic tome, and there's all these sigils in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, some of them really, really relate to the actual component, and some of them don't at all. Right. Some
0: of them remind me a little bit of, like, Solomonic angel sigils, like, from Kabbalistic angel work. Like the one yeah, on I hollowness. That, yeah. that looks like it could easily be... Have been created with one of those... Uh, it could be one of those sigils from, like, planetary chemas
1: um, Yeah. Uh, which component?
0: Uh, eight hollowness.
1: Okay. I'm I feel like you could... Sure. Oh, I no. almost
0: feel like you could... Put that over one of those numerical things and get something intelligible.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because
0: they, they look like that. They have a circle on one end and a dot on the other, or sometimes it's a line, depending on who's drawing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, going back to droppings, that one's actually my favorite sigil that I did. Really? Yeah, because if you look really close at it, it's a it's a person pooping
0: didn't notice that until just now <laughs> that's great
1: yeah i tried to i tried to be mostly subtle on some of them but like let me see my other favorite is creep uh let's see which number that is it's gotta be around here somewhere creep 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 number 39
0: oh yeah i see it's the it's the picture from the thing
1: yeah like a little thing creeping behind the other... <laughs> That's cool. ...the other line.
0: I think in terms yeah. of artwork, my favorite is Visitor. Because I oh, love... the alien? I love, like... I love that drawing. It's just... It's very striking, visually. And very detailed. And reminds me very much of... A lot of my... So, growing up... <laughs> I had this. Um, I had gone to a carnival, or or a festival, or something, with my aunt and uncle, and my sister, and mm-hmm. they had like carnival games and stuff, and we won inflatable like alien things as like you know how they have like inflatable hammers and stuff. Well, they had aliens. Oh, yeah. So we ended up. Putting them all over the house and like dressing up, up in clothes and like taking a series <laughs> of pictures of that, and so I've always associated like greys with my childhood of playing with those alien things.
1: <laughs> wow, that is a that is a way better association with the with greys than I have. <laughs> oh. Oh, I just uh, I grew up just incredibly afraid of grey aliens, like they were. Of everything that scared me when I was a kid, aliens scared me more than anything.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, most like, people I just have that a, reaction. I am yeah. kind of the odd one out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I just had like an extreme fear, like in the middle of the night, like I would I would have to sleep pressed up against the wall because I figured they couldn't reach two more feet over my bed and grab me.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> like did you have experiences or do you know? Oh
1: no, just just nightmares. I used to just have a lot of nightmares.
0: Well, I mean, that's how a lot of it happens, is that, like, hypnagogic, yeah. um, like, out-of-body yeah, experience type things.
1: Yeah, I've never had, like, regression or, like, uh, like memory uh-huh. memory therapy or anything like that. I've just kind of... Well... I kind of prefer to just leave it. <laughs> well, that's actually the have...
0: best thing to do, because, like, regression... So if it's, like, done with hypnotism, it can end up... Yeah, you can install up, the memories. Yeah, you can yeah. end up making false memories, which is dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I find it yeah. really interesting it's holding a key in this picture. I find yeah. that very interesting for a number of reasons, one of which is I recently found a key that nobody knows where it came from or what it goes to just in my apartment, like, under a stack of occult books.
1: <laughs> well, that's strange. Yeah.
0: I asked around everyone who's ever been in my apartment, do you know what this key is? Is this your key? And nobody knows. And it says garage on it. Like it has one of those little hanging things, mm-hmm. um, hanging off the but- key ring and it says garage, but it's like really bad handwriting. So it almost doesn't even say garage. It says, like, garow.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Which is weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is really strange.
0: I, I really don't know what to make of it. It's bizarre. Um,
1: yeah, usually there's some sort of story behind a key being left somewhere.
0: Right. I've, I've started calling it an apport, which... uh. <laughs> App- Aport, it's, like, it's, it it relates to, like, so, there's some folks that, like, got really into the Ouija boards and stuff, Mm -hmm. and the spirits of the Ouija boards kept, like, giving them things, and they would just, like, kind of appear in the room, like, nobody'd be looking in a corner, and all of a sudden they'd be, like, look in the corner, and they'd look in the corner, and there'd be a random object that nobody's ever seen before, and they called them Aport's, I don't, I don't know where that term comes from, but that's where I know it from, and, uh, uh-huh. yeah so for it to be holding a key and see i actually have had yeah. dreams about the greys before but they always identified as like fae like aliens or i'm um, sorry yeah pff, fairies <laughs> yeah. in my dreams yeah. um which i think relates to my celtic heritage um
1: yeah, well, I mean so, that is one of the one of the theories on the Greys, and that aliens in general might be fae folk, and right, we're just um, we're just interpreting them differently in a in a modern way.
0: Right. Well, the point I'm getting at is like, I found a key, and I've had dreams about fae abducting me in my sleep, and this picture has a Grey holding a key.
1: <laughs> so I, I may have inadvertently. Uh, Illustrated that happening to you then
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, But the point I'm getting at Is that like It's weird how Things that shouldn't line up do With this book Like this book has a Almost like a spirit of its own
1: (laughs) It really does It really does It's, it's, It's taken on a life of its own I I thought I had control of it in the beginning Like if you if you look at the first, I'd say six six components. There's a real like art style to it, and I was trying to like stick to it, and then right. I just lost the beat on it. <laughs> like my brain just couldn't do that anymore. It just kind of like it did what it wanted to do. Um, but yeah, this thing really just it has a life of its own.
0: I'm just kind of flipping through it idly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely love it I just saw one Um Where did it go? Darn it! There's so (laughs) many of them, it's hard to find I just saw one that, uh And then I flipped it to go look at that first few And now I've lost it One that related to something I was reading earlier
1: Hmm
0: Huh Oh well, <laughs> I guess. Was there anything else you wanted to mention, or, or uh, um, what's what's the website and where can people get a copy of this?
1: Um, the easiest thing to go through for the disruption generator is disruptiongenerator.com. com. That uh, that makes it easy. That'll take yeah. That'll take people to the actual components that we serialized on We the Hollowed. And there's links to both the softcover available on Amazon and the hardcover that's available through my Etsy. Okay. And beyond that, I'm on outletpress.com.
0: All right. Well, thanks for coming on.
1: Well, thanks for having me on. It was good talking to you.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening to Butterflies and Incantations. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media. This is Vanessa, reminding you that magic is everywhere, you only have to